Welcome to episode one, take one, of Dharma Vikings podcast. So, I guess we can do the introductory of who we are, what we are, what we represent, how we are. So, like I said at the same time, if you listen to the trailer, then you'll know we're actually working in the background for those who don't listen to the trailer. So, if you hear noises in the background, this is us working. Okay, start out by saying uh, Marcus... You know, I'm 37, married to my wife, Sinitra, who's going to be doing a podcast with me. It's going to be us just talking, you know. And we have three children, so you might hear our kids in the background. We do have kids. So to those parents out there who actually participate in podcasts or online things in that nature, you know that you're never going to get the perfect None interruption for your children, <laughs> and that's just how I feel. I mean, so your turn. Man. You don't have to hold it. Oh. Um, I'm Sinitra Thurman, um, wife of Marcus Thurman. Yes, we have three kids. We do a lot of things. Um, we try to have our hands in a lot of stuff, um, and just share our day to day or whatever subject is good to talk about. for the day. That's cool. Well, I think, uh, what's the best subject at hand right now? And about the COVID situation. And, but, see, everybody, it's, it's COVID, 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 everything. You see what I'm saying? Which I'm not opposed to it, but, I mean, we can elaborate a little bit on the COVID situation. Right, but, like, from a perspective of... I mean, I hear it talked about with a different race all the time, but not necessarily like on a different level. Like, do it make sense in your mind coming from you where you come from necessarily? Does COVID make sense? No. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's not whether it makes sense or not. Whether it was man-made, distributed, or accidentally distributed to the world, or because it's not just in the United States. It's something that's been going on for generation and generation with just different diseases or or viruses, and it continues to go. Like, it doesn't stop. Like the Spanish flu, you know? And you can go back, polio, and all these other different viruses and diseases. It just continued. But when you said accidentally, like, oh shit, I tripped, I fell, and spilled the COVID. That's how I feel. <laughs> that's no, that's truly how I feel. I feel like, um, I, not not nobody put it out accidentally. I feel like it was put out for a reason. But at the same time, it's no proof. You know, pretty much everything in America always supposed to be based on the truth and the proof. So if you have no proof and no truth, 
then it's just speculation. But I, I get what you're saying, but given the history of America, and it's a sketchy one, is anything really by accident? Like No, I, f- I feel like everything is kind of a grand design. It's what they pushing upon us as the people and coming from being small time people because no, we're not millionaires and we're not in a percentage. If we had to look at it in the tax bracket, we're under the $60,000 tax bracket. So, you know, it's difficult when it affects you, but it doesn't affect you because you already been affected. But check this out. Even if you look at it from a mind frame of like a, a mad scientist, like a true evil mad scientist, how how what goal would they do? Like if they time if if they trying to do world domination, right? And it's just them. Like where the fuck do we? How do how do how does that even look? I don't know. It, it doesn't look good, you know. From my standpoint, from where we from, where we live, you know, it's not a good thing for us. It, it, I feel like it only benefits people that can actually sit in their homes and not be able to really coexist with coming in contact with people. Because think about this. If we were millionaires or everybody wasn't in poverty or poor. Could they just work from home and not come in contact? You can all, I mean, you got all kind of programs out here. You got uh, Amazon that's now delivering and available for EBT. You got, um, what is the one, uh, what is it, Well something that sends you the food packages? Mm -hmm. You know, so those people with the finances don't even have to leave the house. But as a working American that is not necessarily living check to check because they choose, but because they have to, because they've been struggling and fighting for their life, you know, to live and survive has to go to work. Well, that's true. That's true. I think, I don't know, it kind of puts you in a weird ass space because... You don't realize, like, when you go to the store and you got the mask on your face and you literally, like, you walk past somebody, you can't tell if they smiling at you. That's true. And then it kind of fuck your head up mentally because you it done on you like, damn. You see what I'm saying? And then you really don't think about it when you don't realize how important other human contact is, even just walking through the store. Not even contact, but... But we, America was built based on love thy brother. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Which at the same time, it's more of now at the point is suspect that person if they got COVID or not. You know, everybody is on high alert. Everybody trying to feel like they want to be safe, but at the same time, you know, Normal Americans that hardworking, nose to the ground, you know, everyday working, has to go out here and get groceries for their family and have to cast their checks and, 
you know, pay bills because every everybody you can't pay online because a lot of these websites have crashed because of they didn't have enough inf- they wasn't able to have enough to where they can handle the influx of they went from let's say 1200 people in this area that normally come in and pay bills now they all trying to shift to online so they service couldn't take it so a lot of these places crashed like when I went to pay um, I think it was the water bill their service was down Mm. they had a message saying that they will not charge late fees they don't know how long it's going to be down and just keep checking back and I thought about that I'm like well from my perspective what I'm seeing is everybody trying to stay at home and not go out to the business and pay the price they rather just try to pay online but, I mean, yes, online is better and safer. But, you know, it's some people that said in their ways, you know, especially the older crowd that's like 60, you know, they so used to going to pay bills, that's what they continue to try to do. I don't know. I think it, being black people, do it make, like, do it, because we got two different Americas rolling around here. Even before COVID, like, it's two different worlds, really. And being <coughs> who we are as a people, it make you, it make, it's, 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 it's a scary thing. And can you necessarily accept the fact that, because at some point, like, when you watch the news for a while and then kind of detach from television and your phone devices and stuff you okay but when you watching this stuff and you kind of get a moment to yourself it's like damn i'm scared to go outside like i've done had those moments since march i i done had a couple of moments of like it's scary to go out like could this be the day that i motherfucking <laughs> but I, I i definitely can understand that and also speak from experience that being a black man in America, you know, it's nerve-wracking. You know, the weight of the world is on our shoulders, especially what's going on in the media today with, with all the racism, all the politics, and everything. It has something to do with everything. You know, coming up from where I'm from, grew up, how I was raised, what I've been through, I get in the car and say, you know, I had, when I was at work, you know, as much as I wanted to say I'm safe, I never got in the car and feel safe. Yeah. And it's crazy because I'm like, okay, I got my tags right, my registration right, my insurance right. Everything is right. Even got on my seatbelt. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, the, the police get behind me. And I'm like, oh, shit. Is this the day that... I'm gonna get shot, you know. Or uh, is this my last day here? From COVID or from from no 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 from all the stuff that's going on in the world. Oh, yeah. Because I, I I I think it's like this. A lot of people don't feel like it don't affect them because they live in a small town or a small community or they don't really leave their community. Their job is in their community, you know. Obviously, you got retail stores, supermarkets in, in their community. So for a lot of times, a lot of black people, especially black men, feel like I don't have to leave my community 
But that's the issue because, you know, me getting in the car and going to work, I'm like, okay, I feel like I get rid of if I get pulled over. What is to happen? Which I'm not doing wrong. Like, I don't have a weapon. You know, I, I, everything's legit. But I still have that sense of what else. But the, the, I think the thing about it is, like, we as a people are wrong, born wrong. So it don't matter to them, especially the police, that it don't matter if you're doing some shit wrong. It's like, a parent, even though I ain't caught your ass, you guilty or something. You guilty or some shit, right? And I'm gonna whoop your ass just in case to be secure. And, and I always had that feeling, which has always been unfair, because you know, for a lot of people, they say, "Oh well, you know, that's not all cops." But when you say that, why you can't say that about black people? That's not all black people. Like all black people are not criminals. And all black people are not looking to be doing suspicious activity because that's the new thing. He looks suspicious. But so go but, ahead. Go ahead. But being black is suspicious. True. That's completely true. I, I, I will not try to dispute that because you know, me being who I am and being pulled over from coming from Mueller, and he's like, What are you doing in this neighborhood? I'm like, I work up the street. And it, that occurred to him because you know, Mueller right on the other side of the police station. Mm-hmm. So he knew that I wasn't lying. I had my uniform on. But he still was suspicious that I was in that neighborhood. But I'm like, okay, I understand this is a known drug area and a bad neighborhood. But I still have to go to work because I have bills to pay. Mm-hmm. But, you know, even still, he seemed jumpy and on the edge. So, you know, me... This 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 post or uh, uh, pre-COVID, so me like being in that situation, I'm like, okay, I can't do nothing that'll alarm him because the last thing I want to do is for him to have him to pull his weapon out. Well, I want to let me. I want to interrupt you right quick. Like that's the that's the that's the most fucked up thing because you're saying I don't want to do nothing to alarm him. He's already alarmed. He's already there. So it ain't shit you... I mean, you can hiccup and get shot. But you thinking, I don't want to do nothing to alarm him. He's already alarmed. So what do you do after that? Me, I try to de-escalate the situation. You know, I don't yell. I don't disrespect. I don't, you know, uh, get out of line. You know, I don't start trying to be... That person is... That, that just lose control because as well as we trying to survive out here so are these officers you know I, I'm not saying that my sympathy go out to them Why not? but I, I definitely have an understanding because it have been situations to where somebody have just pulled out a gun like what, what was that yesterday you know, even though it was a white man, it, he still pulled out a gun on the house. Well, the other day, they had um, one guy at a fishing store or some shit. He was black, and he motherfucking laid a rip. But see, that's what I'm saying. So, they paranoid about everything. So, and I mean, me, in my situation, I'm looking to de-escalate it. I don't want to escalate it because 
it could end bad for me or it could end bad for them. You know, you never know what could happen. You know, you don't have to have a gun for a situation to end bad for the police. Yeah. Because I remember I was watching a video I seen where this police pulled somebody over on the highway and the interstate was arguing with him. And he got frustrated and he stepped across the line and got hit by uh, incoming traffic. The police officer? Yeah. He got hit by incoming traffic. The mirror hit him on the side of another vehicle. Mm. And he was injured and he was mad at the situation but then he calmed down he was like just just call help call for help for me please yeah but see now he was in a situation to where he needed the person he was pulling over who he had an attitude <laughs> with who he felt like he was enforcing the law on instant karma instant karma <laughs> I remember one time I got pulled over coming to pick you up I think I was what, like nine months pregnant finna yeah. get ready to have a baby and like we had I had like what all the kids with me and stuff and the officer snatched me, well, made me get out the car with his gun drawn and shit. And it was like, damn, what the fuck I do? But here's the kicker. He was black. And he, and then, the, like, the white officer was like, dude, what could she possibly fucking do? She got a fucking watermelon in her midsection. Like, sit on the ground and some more shit. Like, he did not, like, what the fuck could I have done? You see what I'm saying? Like, it was fucked up because I got a car full of kids and I'm pregnant as hell. But he still had that mind frame of, I'll shoot your ass in a belly. Right. And that's that, that really, for me, that stayed a lot coming from not just an officer, but a black officer. Because we as black people tend to think a black police officer could better understand us and level with us and empathize or sympathize with us. But I feel like, just like it is, it's, it's no different than again. But check this out. Just and I'm not like taking up for any officer or anything like that. And I'm not taking up just black people or nor just white people. What I'm saying is if you grew up in a crime written neighborhood, right? And you did not choose crime, because I mean come on, you choose crime or you don't fucking choose crime, right? Right. Or tr- crime choose you. I either way, you know what I'm saying? You get you you kinda it's like ants. This your job. You know what I'm saying? So, um, as an officer growing up in a crime, or a, a, a black man or black woman growing up in a crime-ridden neighborhood, I think your initial thing is, I wanna, I wanna, um, I wanna. I thought you was talking to. Wiggle, wiggle. Oh. Is it still going? Mm-mm. I stopped it. No, I didn't stop. It's still going. Oh, I want to help my...